Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text today comes from the Gospel lesson just read. Authority. It's a often misunderstood and misused word. And yet it is the key to understanding our Gospel lesson for this morning. It's how Christ makes himself manifest or epiphanied in this particular scripture lesson as the one with God's authority. Simply defined, the word authority means the power or right to give orders, to make decisions, and to enforce obedience. Sometimes you have authority, sometimes you don't. For example, if I went over to the local grocery store, picked up the phone and announced over the loudspeaker that all the employees could have the rest of the day off, do you think any of them would leave? I mean, they might laugh or giggle, they might run around and find who had hijacked their speaker system, but none of them would go home. I don't have that authority. I'm not the boss. Only he could decide when they go home or not. He had authority where I had none. What about if I went over to the local Walgreens and ask the pharmacist to give me a large batch of morphine. Would they? What if I told them I had a lot of pain and I needed the morphine to cover it up? What if I told them I needed some Nexium because I had some acid reflux? If I just walked in the store and asked for those things, the pharmacist would not give it to me. I don't have authority to request prescription drugs. I have to have a note from the doctor. He has authority. I do not. Or, what if I called up the Joint Chiefs of Staff and told them we don't have enough frozen trees here in the United States and that we ought to invade Canada? If I told them to get their troops ready, would they? Of course not. I don't have authority over the army. And if I tried a stunt like that, I'd probably be investigated and arrested. But if the commander in chief commanded that we invade Canada, it would be our 51st state tomorrow. It's all a question of authority. Who is the person who has the right to give orders, to make decisions, or to enforce obedience? 
The question of authority is huge in the Gospel of Matthew. It's contained throughout the entire book from beginning to end. Right before this morning's Gospel lesson, Jesus preached the Sermon on the Mount. And as he comes to the end of his sermon, the people are amazed at Jesus because he spoke with authority, unlike the scribes and teachers of the law. Jesus spoke as one who had the right to give orders, to make decisions, and to enforce obedience. Jesus comes down the mount after the sermon and he walks into Capernaum as we pick up with our gospel lesson for this morning. A man with leprosy comes before him and says, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. This is a confession of faith from this man that acknowledges Christ's authority over the world. The man doesn't say, can you make me clean? He says, you can if you wish. You can if you want to. He understands who Jesus is. And as he makes that confession of faith, Jesus, you have the authority to make me clean. Jesus uses his authority for that man's good. I will be clean, Jesus says. And at Christ's word, the man is healed, made whole, freed from leprosy. Jesus has the right to enforce obedience even from deadly diseases. In the second miracle, the authority of Jesus is even more clear. This time, a Roman, a centurion, a member of the occupying army of Israel comes to Jesus, seeking the healing of one of his servants. Jesus immediately offers to go and to heal the man, but the centurion stops him, saying, I understand authority. I'm a man under authority and who also has authority over others. I tell a soldier to jump, and he jumps. I tell a soldier to go and do this, and he does. I understand authority, Jesus. And I know that if you only say the word, this man will be healed at the authority of your word. Jesus marvels at this man, a Roman Gentile who understands who Christ is, the one who has authority over everything in this world, over disease, over sickness, and even over death itself. He understands that Jesus is the very Son of God. And so Jesus speaks a word, and the man is healed. 
Do you see how this works? Dear friends, dear Christians, Jesus has authority over all things, over leprosy, over paralyzation, over blindness, over muteness, over deafness, sickness, bleeding, dropsy, withered hands, and even over death itself. Jesus speaks with authority over the wind and the waves, as we'll hear next week. He has authority to walk on water if he wants, to make bread out of nothing, to make water turn to wine. Jesus has authority. Even authority to forgive sin and grant life. As Matthew's Gospel ends, it tells us Jesus has all authority in heaven and on earth. It has been given to Him. He has the right to give orders, to make decisions, and to enforce obedience over the whole world, even over you and over me. He's our ultimate authority. Frankly, that's a little bit frightening to think about, isn't it? It's a little terrifying to know that God in Jesus has authority over you. frightening when we consider how we as sinners so often act in response to Christ's authority. I mean, Jesus says, be holy. Are you? Jesus says, go and sin no more. How have you done? He says, worry not about tomorrow, and yet we do it anyways. We don't act holy. We don't live sin-free. We don't avoid worry in our lives. Jesus in his authority says one thing, and we do the exact opposite. We ignore his authority. We like to buck authority, don't we? Not just here in the world, but also with God. Earlier in the week, as we were talking about this, Pastor Poppy reminded me of the song by John Cougar Mellencamp, and it's been in my head ever since. I fight authority, and authority always wins. That's the reality, isn't it? It starts when we're little children. We ask our kids to be quiet in church. And they respond at the top of their lungs, why? We ask our kids, don't eat that piece of chocolate. 
And as soon as we turn around, it's all over their face. My parents, when I was a kid, asked me to clean my room. Three weeks later, I was still there working on it. We fight authority. It doesn't change as we get older, does it? When the speed limit sign says 35, we drive 40. When the boss says be there by 8, we show up at 8.15. When the boss says keep the thermostat at 68 degrees, you turn it up because you're cold. The list could go on and on and on. When authorities say something, we fight the authorities. And really, all of that is a violation of God's fourth commandment. And it's with God that the rub really comes. He doesn't just have a fourth commandment, he has ten commandments. How well do you listen to God's authority in those ten words? Our sinful natures break those ten words so often God tries to make it simpler. He summarizes it down to just two. Love your neighbor and love God. And even that we cannot do. God, the ultimate authority, says do this and we don't. He says don't commit adultery. But we all do. How much adultery goes on in the world? What are the most visited websites in the world? God says, you shall not steal. How much theft goes on? Not just stealing cars and things, but borrowing and not returning. Cheating on the taxes when they come due. God says, don't tell lies about your neighbor. Don't gossip. Don't covet. But we do. He says, don't harm your neighbor in his body, but help and support him in every physical need. But now we can abort babies even hours before they're to be born in the state of New York. Does that hurt or harm that baby's body? God, the ultimate authority, says, here's what I want. These Ten Commandments, love God, love your neighbor. And we fight the authorities. We think we know better. We substitute our word 
for his. God promises what awaits those who ignore his authority. A place with weeping and gnashing of teeth where the fire does not go out and the worm does not die. So repent, dear Christian. Repent of doubting that God has authority over you. Repent of fighting against Him. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to Jesus. He has the right over you to give orders, to make decisions, and to enforce obedience. It's a right that he earned by his holy passion, by his suffering, by his bleeding, by his dying upon an old rugged cross. He earned his authority by having his life forcibly taken from him. He earned authority by purchasing and winning you, not with gold or silver, but with his holy precious blood, innocent suffering and death. He has authority to you because you no longer belong to the devil, the world, or even to your own sinful flesh. You belong to Jesus now. You're under His authority. And dear Christians, He uses that authority. He uses it for your good. Jesus speaks with authority. He authoritatively declares you to be righteous by His work and cancels all of your work. He authoritatively declares that you are covered with His holy righteousness that covers all of your sin. He declares with His authority that when God looks at you, He sees not your guilt or your shame, but the blood of Jesus. He authoritatively declares that in your baptism, in water and in the Word, you were adopted into God's family to be a part of that family forever and ever without end. He authoritatively declares that you can eat His flesh and drink His blood and thereby gain the life that He has within Himself. He authoritatively declares and reminds you that your sins are completely and totally forgiven. He speaks that word through the mouths of poor, sinful pastors who live under that very same authority of forgiveness. 
He authoritatively gives you his word right into your ears here in this building so that the Holy Spirit will work faith and trust and belief in you. He authoritatively declares that he loves you and that no matter what, you will always belong in him. He authoritatively declares to you that though in this world you might suffer from cancer, from leprosy, from Alzheimer's, from Parkinson's, from arthritis, or any other malady, that in the end, he will raise your body back to life. To live with God forever. Christ uses his authority over you for your own good. To make you Christians. To grant you forgiveness, life, and salvation. Dear friends in Christ, God has authority over you in Jesus. And that's good news. You need not fear what the world might throw at you. You belong to Jesus. No matter what challenges arise, Christ speaks on your behalf. He holds power over heaven and earth, sickness, health, riches, poverty, and all the rest. And he works for your good. So that you can have heaven. So that you can have resurrection. So that you can live without fear. Holy and righteous in his sight. All the days of your eternal life. Dear Christian, you're under Christ's authority. Praise be to our God. In the name of Jesus, amen. And now may the peace of God which far surpasses all human understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.